Good morning, good morning. We are here with our first ever episode of PL Daily, the only way to kick off your morning with a little bit of Premier League news. Well, kicking it off, we've got a lot of matches coming in from the weekend. It's been a busy end of the season with midweek matches, weekend matches, and even more matches today on Monday. So if we reverse it back to Saturday, Liverpool beating Brentford 1-0. Mohamed Salah getting the only goal of this one. Puts Liverpool right outside the top four. This also is another record from Mohamed Salah with Liverpool. He became the first Liverpool player to score in nine successive home matches. And in doing so, he's now level with Steven Gerrard in fifth place in the club's all-time goal-scoring list. He has 186 goals with the club. Uh, he's obviously very happy. means a lot to him. He's going to keep on working to break more. Uh, Mohamed Salah is 30 years old. as uh, He's kind of always seems to be not sure what he wants to do uh, when it comes to his career. But uh, he is really coming into a back half form of the season another match that we had was wolves one villa nil not a lot to report to this one tati in the ninth minute getting the lone goal villa seemed to really be on the beach at this point as they ride the season out tottenham hotspur one crystal palace nil the roy hodgson magic finally starting to cool after such an electric start earning them safety they have done enough i'd imagine harry kane Stoppage time of first half, getting the goal. Pedro Porro on the assist continues to be a good run of form for Harry Kane as he looks to what he's going to do with his future. There's actually quite a bit of Tottenham news out there. I'm not sure how many of you are Tottenham fans, but uh, Harry Kane has passed Wayne Rooney in the Premier League scoring charts, right? That is a big bragging right. Uh, for Harry Kane, England fans, things like that. Um, he's now second outright in the all-time list of Premier League goal scorers to give Tottenham Hotspur hopes of clinging on to European place after the weekend. Uh, it was a headed goal, his 209th in the top flight, which was a big win for interim manager Ryan Mason, getting his first victory in six matches for the club. So we'll have to see. What is he going to do this summer? Is he going to stay? Is he going to go? There's always seemed to be talk about Harry Kane's future, even when he signs extensions. Uh, there is news out there that uh, Harry Kane will be talking to Daniel Levy about who the new manager will be. And I think that that has uh, an interesting twist to things, knowing that Kane only has a year to run on a Spurs contract. And so he's going to want to know exactly who is coming in before he makes a decision on an extension or if he actually wants to go. Spurs have been linked with a myriad of, of managers, including Julian Nagelsmann, Burnley's Vincent Company, Brighton boss Roberto De Zerbi, and Bayer Leverkusen's coach Zabi Alonso. So we'll have to see what happens. Three matches left for them. Uh, looks like they're in a safe spot. Can they hold on to Europe? Can they push? I don't know. We'll see. Uh, but thanks to Matt Law at the Telegraph saying that Tottenham face heavy compensation if they want to appoint Julian Nagelsmann. Apparently, he has not closed the door yet like he did on Chelsea. He is open to joining the North London club, but will it be enough? 
Obviously, we know a lot of managers have had friction with Daniel Levy. We'll see how it all pans out. Another result, Man City 2 leads 1 in the hunt for the title. Man City have recently overtaken Arsenal at the top of the Premier League table. What that means now is goals from uh, Ilkay Gundogan getting the brace, missed the penalty, which we all saw Pep Guardiola get very upset about as uh, he wanted Erling Holland, their penalty take kick taker, to have it. Um, but her Holling wanted to give Gundogan the chance for the hat trick, backfired a little bit, uh, leads in a precarious position towards the bottom of the table for them. So they need to make sure that they are doing all that they can to ensure safety. Manchester City on top right now, first place, 34 matches played, 82 points. Arsenal obviously having been in first almost all season, find themselves in second right at the end of the season, they have 35 matches played and 81 points. So City have a match in hand as well as a better goal difference. So at this point, it is City's to lose. But remember, they've got Champions League. They still have Real Madrid coming up in the Champions League. They still have four matches to go. And with their four matches still being Everton away, Chelsea at home, Brighton away, and Brentford away, you have to see how it all is going to kind of fit together right at the end of this season. Busy, busy time. Do they take their eye off in pursuit of the Champions League? The holy grail that Pep has not been able to get since he joined Manchester City. They were in the final just a few seasons ago, losing to Chelsea 1-0 in the Champions League final. Do you think Pep Guardiola and his team, as deep as that roster is, would give up, would maybe pull back on the Premier League? If they got to the final, I don't know. Arsenal still have hope, but it is tough for them to see it right now. Leeds United, on the flip side, in a relegation battle. They've been in one all season. They are on their third manager, Sam Allardyce. Big Sam is managing Leeds, which is crazy, right? If we think about Leeds, they were, they were all in on Marcelo Bielsa, playing a high-press game, a passing game. They had an identity, a structure. They wanted to play a certain way. But at the end of the day, the Premier League is a results-based business, and Leeds are not getting results. They're now on their, what, third manager of the season? Jesse Marsh having been there, uh, Javi Garcia, and now Big Sam. It is a rough run for them. They have been in and amongst the relegation zone really since about match week 23. Right, and that would be the middle of February. So not enjoyable for them. Uh, they are in a tough position here, ladies and gentlemen. They have played they're in seventeenth place, having played thirty-five matches. They've got thirty points. They're one of three teams with thirty points, Leicester City in sixteenth, Leeds seventeenth, Nottingham Forest in eighteenth. The problem for them is the other two teams have a game in hand on them. They are the only one in the bottom five having played 35 matches, but they have one of the better goal differences. So we all know that's the first tiebreaker. They've got hope, but it is not looking good as they have to play Newcastle next, who just lost to Arsenal. They are going to want redemption. They're going to need a little bit of redemption to give themselves some breathing room if they want to stay in the top four. So I don't know. What do you think? Are Leeds going to pull it out? There's a lot to be seen from them. And then the last match from Saturday was Bournemouth 1, Chelsea 3. 
Frank Lampard getting his first win as interim manager for Chelsea, and Chelsea getting their first win since beginning to middle of March. It was an extremely run of terrible form for Chelsea that actually mathematically pulled them into the relegation battle. That's right, Chelsea in a relegation situation potentially, but not after this three points securing safety for Chelsea, if if we can even put it that way. Bournemouth and Chelsea were level on points heading into this one, but Bournemouth had done enough to get up out of the relegation battle and secure their safety, so thankfully Chelsea catching them at a good time. Goals uh, coming from Connor Gallagher in the ninth minute, then you have Vigna leveling up in the 21st, and it went a long time until Benoit Batishila in the 82nd and Joao Felix in the 86th sealed it for Chelsea. So what that means right now is it will Maurizio Pochettino become Chelsea's next manager? Do you think he was waiting until it was mathematically impossible for Chelsea to get relegated before he took on the job? I mean, I think it's something that you got to talk about. It's got to be something he wasn't going to actually sit there, right? And uh, manage in the championship. What a disaster that would have been. He had nothing but time. So, of course, he was going to wait it out. Now, more to come on that, but as it stands, uh, Chelsea firmly in 11th place. Uh, sorry for all you Chelsea fans to be talking about a relegation battle, but it is what it is. Uh, 42 points above the watermark of safety for Chelsea if we're still using the, that level. All right, so if we look ahead to Sunday's fixtures here, uh, only the two matches. Remember, it was coronation weekend, so a lot going on in London. The Newcastle nil Arsenal 2 match went ahead at St. James's Park without issue. Uh, a big match for Arsenal in the title push, knowing that Manchester City had won the day before. They needed to continue to keep the pressure on, and they got a goal from Martin Odegaard in the 14th minute, and then Fabian Schar with the own goal in the 71st minute to seal all three points for them. Look, Arsenal have essentially been at the top of the table all season long. It is heartbreak for them to be here at this point in the season, knowing that they had done so well, right? That they, they had put together the dream season for themselves with Mark Mikel Arteta. And now with four or three matches left, depending on which team you are, they find themselves in second place, chasing Manchester City of a game in hand. Arsenal need to do as much as they can in the remaining three matches. They play Brighton at home coming up. Then they take on Nottingham Forest away, who are in a relegation battle. And they end with Wolves uh, at the last match, Super Sunday. You'd assume that is a friendly, friendly fixture for them. But Arsenal need to continue to drive the pressure. And they did it, getting a good result over top four Newcastle United. So again, uh, it seems to be a very consistent and professional end of this or season for them in all. I think that everybody would be absolutely thrilled at what Mikel Arteta has done. But the pressure came. We started to see some cracks. I don't know what all of you think, but it is a little bit, um, well, let's just say it's been a while since they've won the big one. And I think that it's just kind of showing they still might be a season off of it. But you let me know what you think. Would happy to know if you think Arsenal will be able to get it done uh, in the interim. 
So the table as it stands, again, most teams have played 34 matches. Brighton have still only played 32. I do not know when they're going to get their remaining six matches in. Brighton have six matches, yet some teams only have three left. It is absolutely wild. But you have Manchester City in first, Arsenal second, Newcastle United third, Manchester United fourth, Liverpool fifth, Tottenham sixth. At the other end of the table, you've got Southampton in 20th, Everton in 19th, Nottingham Forest in 18th. Leeds 17th and Leicester City 16th. That would be essentially the battle for Europe versus the battle of relegation at both ends of the table. So I know a lot is going to happen. Uh, Super Sunday, May 28th, mark down your calendars. You have 20 days of craziness and chaos until we find out what happens with this crew. But we're not done yet. There are still matches to be played. Yet to be played on Monday, we have Fulham versus Leicester City. Again, Leicester kind of dragged in that in that relegation battle, being in 16th on 30 points. They need all the points they can get. Fulham firmly in safety with 10th place, 45 points. How are they going to fare? Then you have Brighton versus Everton. Again, Everton firmly in 19th place relegation battle are Brighton going to be just hanging out on the beach with six matches left they're in seventh place on 55 points not a lot for them to play for at this point and last but certainly not least Nottingham Force versus Southampton that's right 20th versus 18th both teams are desperate for points it seems like Southampton are surely headed down but Nottingham Force still have a chance if they can get any points uh, they would move out of the relegation zone it looks like leads would slip in depending on how results go so plenty of football yet to be played we'll cover the results tomorrow but i think that is gonna do it for us hope you've enjoyed episode one of pl daily i'm excited to be starting this project and bringing it to all of you so have a great rest of the day and footy on folks